The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Retained firefighters have resumed strike action in a dispute over pay and conditions last night from midnight. Pickets have been placed at fire stations across the country, but members will still respond to life threatening emergencies. The main issue is the recommended increase in the annual retainer, which the union considers to be insufficient to address recruitment and retention challenges. Now, to talk about all of this, I'm joined on the line by retained station officer and firefighter in Mallow, Jonathan Madden, and by driving mechanic with Limerick Fire and Rescue and on the negotiating team for SIP2, Barry Nocton. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Barry, we'll start with you, first of all, uh, as regards the, the deal with that was rejected, emphatically rejected. So very few people were happy with it. Yeah, over 80% of the members have rejected the Labour Court recommendation, Pat. Yeah, now the the reasons for rejecting it, um, when you look at the basic percentages that were on offer, uh, they might appear to be generous. A, A significant increase in percentage terms in the annual fee payable to retained firefighters. Um, Why was that not attractive to so many? On paper, Pat, the percentages look good, but they are percentages of small base amounts, so they didn't go far enough and it won't fix the problem. Now, the recommendation was the increase should be between 24 and 32.7%, uh, but we are talking about uh, amounts of less than 10,000 to begin with. Yes, the base amounts are very small, so 30% of a low amount is still a low amount. Yeah. Now, the the question of uh, the the variation in that offer between 24% to 32.7%, uh, who got the lower figure and who was offered the higher figure? Uh, no recruits got the higher figure and basically the existing staff and the officer grades would have got the lower figure. Yeah, But that certainly is not enough, you believe, to either no, retain what you have or attract new people. They won't attract new people, Pat, and they offered um, 400 new positions, but that 400 new positions are only going to fill the holes that are there. So just to draw an evil keel on what's supposed to be there at the moment, those 400 are going to be swallowed up. So, like, you're still on a road to Nova. Now, when your dispute started, we talked on air with firefighters about uh, the, the kind of job that is done. And it is an extraordinary job, I suppose, uh, something that you think of when you watch old Wild West movies, there's a fire in the town and uh, the townspeople, a number of them, will be pushing a fire tender towards the fire and they're absolute volunteers. And it's kind of grown out of that uh, very old tradition, I suppose. Yeah, the service we provide is a community-based service. So we work in our own communities, we live in our own communities and we work out of our own communities. So like, there's a real chance realistically in the cause that we deal with on a day-to-day basis that you are dealing with your family, your friends, your neighbours and your work colleagues at the side of the road or whatever scene you are attending. Um, there are so many uh, retired fire, uh, retained firefighting bases across the country and some of those places have seen huge increases in population. Uh, has there been no real move in the last couple of decades to reassess the whole need for permanent uh, fire firefighters rather than retained firefighters? Um, up to now, this minute, there has no, been no discussion on making any stations full-time, introducing day men and any changes to the current structure haven't been mentioned as of yet. And it's important to note that you get the same kind of training as permanent firefighters do. 
yes, we'll, tra- we'll train to the same standards. Yeah. Um, g- give us an example of the kind of work that you do, and uh, some of it I know, um, you know, quite fraught because uh, a family member might be involved. Yes, um, on a day-to-day basis, you can answer any kind of a call from a dustbin fire to gas and fire at the side of the road, fires in forestry, fires in commercial and domestic in any residential buildings. We attend road traffic accidents, we attend farm, industrial and commercial accidents, we river rescue, hazardous chemicals. It's a wide variety and a vast um, bucket of cards you'll be drawn out of. Do you know what I mean? We'd, we'd cover a wide variety of incidents. Okay, and uh, is it true that you had to cut your own wife out of a car? Yes, in 2016, my wife was in a crash down here in Limerick and we responded to that call and she had to be mm-hmm. cut from the car and fell apart to a wall. Yeah. And, and this, I suppose, distinguishes the work of the retained firefighter from maybe a firefighter in a bigger station with a bigger catchment area that often you will be dealing with people that you know. That's true, Pest. There's no doubt about it. Like you're working out of your own community, you have a very high chance that you will be dealing with your neighbours, your friends and your work colleagues, as mentioned earlier. Now, I'll be talking to Jonathan in just a moment about what might be happening uh, today and going forward. But how do you see this thing being resolved? Because you've been to the Labour Court, the employers accepted the recommendation, you guys rejected the recommendation. What next? How long can you continue with your industrial action? Well, at the moment, Pat, we're out to stay out and we're out until somebody appeals with a resolution for it. Okay. And And we are united across the country. There's absolute, yeah, I mean, the vote was pretty emphatic anyway. Um, A few people uh, did obviously accept the recommendation, but the vast, vast majority of retained firefighters said no. Um, Jonathan, um, you'll be on the picket line today. Yes, Pat, uh, good morning. Yeah, we're actually on the, I just set up the picket line there in Old Mallow just before I came on the phone with you there. Um, myself and, and another firefighter there getting ready to go on the picket line there and we've uh, a roster then out for the day then to, to cover it with, um, no, obviously, look, we do the best I can to cover the whole day because we, we're down we're down staff as it is and we have people on holidays so we have to keep, the, keep things moving. Okay, so what happens if somebody dials 999 looking for a fire service and it's in your area what is the protocol today? Because you have said so, if there's yeah, life-threatening it, it, stuff that you will address it. Yeah, they have kind of, um, the chief fire officers and that have made out uh, the list of calls and more or less everything is being responded to, you know. All life-threatening calls will be dealt with and we'd be mobilised as normal, so we'd be attending everything. So the public are, there's no fear out there, you know. We will be responding, we will be doing what we normally do, um, as always. Yeah, um, that might make the striking weapon a bit ineffective. Yeah, I suppose. Look, at the end of the day, we 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 we're in as Barry spoke about there, and um, look, we're in depth in the community, Pat. We're we're locally based, you know. Um, we know everyone, and everyone knows us. And look, on 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 any given week, you're definitely going to attend a couple of calls, and you're going to more likely come across people you know on them calls through different relations and stuff. So we're not we're we don't want to see anyone getting hurt, or we won't leave our community down, but. 
it's obviously going to take longer than, um, but it's just that this, I suppose, was the, the recommendation dealt with nothing really. It, it, it's just, we already have vacancies, 350 vacancies, and they, they did nothing to deal with to retain or to deal with to stop people leaving the job and to keep people in the job, you know. Um, we, we That's the problem, and I, I just didn't fear that we're heading down... We're heading down to a serious issue, Pat, because it's been going on for years here um, that I've noticed, and it's just the numbers keep dropping and we can't get people coming in. We we have interviews in a big town, Mallow's a big town, and we might get one person for an interview and they didn't even turn up, you know? Yeah. So we're this is the point we're making. It's just not lucrative enough to catch the people we need and to keep the people that are in the job happy. Now, the commitment is 24-7, you know. It's like a lockdown for COVID because you can't leave the town. I, mm-hmm. I, I won't be leaving the town until next week because um, we're so tight in staff. I, I have next Saturday and Sunday off, um, Sunday week. So that's my next time mm-hmm. of getting away for a few days, hopefully. But that's the same in every yeah. place because this is summertime and you have people sacrificing so other crew members can go on holidays and, and that shouldn't be the way it has at okay. all. Now, when that call comes in today, um, who decides whether or not it's uh, a life-threatening call. I mean, suppose uh, a car goes up somewhere, uh, but there's nobody in the car. I mean, oh, will you attend it and, or just let oh, it burn 100%, out? 100%. We're automatically attending it. The, the pagers will go off as normal and we'll go out and deal with that call as normal. There'll be no such thing as, you know, deciding about the call. It's a life tra- Every call is a life-threatening call. You, you, you just don't know. Someone could say there's no one in the car and unfortunately someone could be in the car. You don't know. So we treat everything as a must and get there and do do the business and um, return to station then and back on the picket line again, you know. Now, the, the question of maybe rationalising the whole uh, firefighting force, in other words, uh, they might decide, well, we'll keep retained firefighters in areas where looking at the track record of the number of fires every year, you know, very small number of fires tended by one particular uh, retained firefighting station, another one very busy. Therefore, we might make that a permanent one, build up a permanent, fully employed uh, firefighting service with a bigger catchment area, which might lead to the closure of some of the retained services. Yes, Pat, that will be... um that that could be something, but like every fire station in every in every county um, has so much to offer, and I suppose the ambulance service is struggling at the moment, and it's something that there was a document done out a long time ago by the the ambulance service, but the fire service and the ambulance service won't agree to it, and like every single town has a fire station that could respond to medical emergencies at any given time, and that would keep fire stations open around the country that are are on the low number of calls, but you can't say where there's going to be a fire pass today and yeah. you have to have a provision in place and that's what we're saying we don't see any fire stations closed um, okay some fire stations might be very busy you, meet, you might need to consider different options of keeping that station uh, running maybe as a day man station or, to, or change it to a full time but still keep the other stations open but they have they have. we've suggested different models Pat and yeah. different things and none, it's basically been so, thrown so, back in our face So basically what they offered you was a sticking plaster where Whereas uh, they needed really uh, a major surgical intervention. Correct. Like they, they offered a sticking plaster, and again, promises uh, were offered, but promises passed. I'm, I've been in the union a long time, and 
promises are no good because when it comes down to it, there's nothing dealt with. There was the nineteen ninety nine agreement was done. That's probably twenty three years ago, Pat. That agreement was never reviewed in the whole time of the night of, of its period. And that was the biggest pay just before I came into the service that, that actually came into place and some of my colleagues that would have retired since. Like the service was never looked at in a whole in how you can develop the service into uh, a Europe you know, follow the line of European a medical service and everything like that that we can provide. We do get called to medical calls but sometimes it's just that the ambulance is is not available. Right. But well, well, so, you know, so many times uh, of uh, you know we hear about uh, ambulance delays and people waiting six seven hours for uh, ambulance care. You're saying that if you broaden the remit of the retained firefighters, correct. Um, correct. you could be paid more. Number one, but also you'd be busier, which would be a good thing. Exactly. It's all, these were all suggestions we made. Um, commun- there's more community-based work to be done, but they they said that oh, this is all part of it, and we we will do this and we'll do that. But none of them are guaranteed income to people, Pat. And and I just like we can open the door in the morning, and and I guarantee you there will be no one apply for the job with the figures we were asked there. You know, because you can go up to Aldi's and Niddles, and you can work nine to five, and you can work weekends, and you have fantastic benefits. And they will certainly not look at the fire service, Pat. And I wouldn't recommend it to my own two young lads. Under no circumstances, your life is on hold. It's a fantastic job. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do it if you didn't have a love for it. But it's, it's, it, it actually breaks you down and breaks your family down, and that's that's the problem. All right, Jonathan. Thank you very much for talking to us, Jonathan Madden, retained uh, station officer, firefighter in Mallow, and Barry Nocton, who's a driving mechanic with Limerick Fire and Rescue, and also on the negotiating team for SIP2. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.